book is good about. Her second book was it was to like bring you closer and be like. And I was talking to my mom about it. And a bottle feed. Are you in your heart? Every time I'm like, oh my gosh. Girl, welcome to Coffee Confessions. Happy Monday, everybody. I cannot believe it's May already. I feel like. I don't know. Maybe the PCS has just like put us into time warp, but mm-hmm. it's it's freaking May. That's it's, it's gonna, gonna be, be May. May. <laughs> <laughs> do you, do uh, you see now? Do you see now how our brains work? They no, are insane. no the freaky twin. Th- we'll get like okay. We first of all, let's like give you a little synopsis about what we're talking about this week, and then we're gonna go into a little bit of freaky twin stuff that's going on because it's getting <laughs> crazy, y'all. But um you know, coffee loves our themes and this month, May is mental health awareness month. And listen, as moms to eight beautiful children, um, we did not squeak by, um, postpartum depression. We have gone through it all. I feel like I've, I've hit a little bit of all of them. I had the rage, I had the anxiety and I had the depression. Like, I feel like at this point, I'm like, I've gone through them all. Um, so we are going to talk about kind of like, how to pull yourself out of that dark spot when you get in it. If you have listened to coffee for a while, you can go back. We have talked about mental health. We have talked about what it feels like when you're in those moments. So we're not going to, um, what do they say? Like, what, like the turn that wheel again. I don't know. There's something. Our twin thing's not working right now. It's not. (laughs) But there is something out there that you can listen to on coffee that'll talk about mental health. Um, today we're going to give you the encouragement to pull yourself out of there. But the freaky twin thing is, Once, once we have moved here, our houses have just turned into like, like we have, yeah, we have a house (laughs) over our head, but not to say there are no, um, problems with it. So we've done like the flooding thing. I think we talked to you guys a little bit about that, about how our Mm -hmm. houses keep having like water issues. Well, then yesterday, Felicia or Sunday, Felicia was like, um, my, I think my air conditioner is broken. I was like, (laughs) <laughs> of course it is because I think the same for mine and I was too lazy to get off my couch and investigate the problem. And I just let my husband suffer because I'm anemic. So to me, honestly, it wasn't terrible. It was just like, Oh, it's a little stuffy, but mm, I'm fine. Um, but yesterday I was cleaning up my backyard and I walked by my AC unit and it was frozen. And I, t- I texted Felicia on Sunday. I think mine might be frozen. Um, and sure enough, I texted her. I was like, guess what's frozen. So we are going through it with the houses, but that was just a quick synopsis of what is like the freaky twin thing is getting weird. I think we're both <laughs> kind of getting like over it, but yes, let's talk about mental health. Let's talk about when you get to that rough place, how do you pull yourself out? How do you, I don't think do there's like a on one the bright side. Yeah. I don't think there's like a one answer. And I think that's the hard thing about mental health is like, sometimes I know when I struggle with my mental health, I have struggled with depression and anxiety. Um, I went through all of the postpartum things, depression, anxiety, (laughs) rage, all of those things. Um, but I think there's sometimes it's hard to be like, why do I feel the way I do? And it's hard to pinpoint that exact feeling. Like, why do I feel sad today? Why do I feel anxious? Like, sometimes my heart will just like start. And I'm like, I'm so anxious about what? Like, what is it? Like, what is it? What's going to happen? And sometimes it's hard to pinpoint it. So how do you sit there and talk about your mental health when you don't know exactly what it is that's triggering it? I think that's a hard spot to kind of focus, right? And then you bring in children to it. And it's like, well, I don't want to be viewed as like a bad parent, right? I don't want to be like, I'm struggling so bad. I'm not happy. I love, 
I think that's a scary line because you're like, I love my child so much, but I'm not feeling happiness. Or I'm, I love my child so much. I'm so anxious, right? Like with KB and you're like, oh, he's going to die in two seconds. And it's like, you know, but how do you approach your spouse or your like doctor without giving them scary thoughts, right? Like I don't have these thoughts of like hurting myself or something like that, but it's just like, I don't feel like I'm supposed to feel like something is not, you know, clicking for me. And I don't know how to approach that without seeming like, I'm about to go off the deep end. I think that's like one of the hardest things in our society is that we went from like the nineties where mental health was taboo into so quickly where it was so accepted. Right. But there's Mm -hmm. still this gray zone where it's like, either you're happy or you want to unalive yourself. And it's like, there is a middle there. It's like, I'm happy. I, I, I wouldn't even say it's like unhappiness. It's just like, sometimes I just feel unfulfilled. So I love being a mother and those moments where it's like, you feel like you're being ungrateful or unhappy. I think they're coming from moments of like unfulfillment because it's like, you can only be so happy listening to the same Coco Melon <laughs> episode. Every I am morning. never you know happy I mean? listening to that. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like you can only take so much of it to where it's like, like when we lived in Linden Oaks, you know, it was kind of like the same thing over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And we were in the thick of just, you know, depression and stuff like that. And then also you have spouses that are trained. I I was actually talking about this with my niece. Um, she suffers from mental health. She has anxiety, um, depression, ADHD, and I'm pretty sure a little bit of bipolar. And we were talking on the way home, uh, driving her to my house and she, even an observation from a 15 year old, um, she was like, well, uncle is trained not to have emotions. Like there's, and I'm like, like nail on the head, because that's exactly what it is. I remember telling my husband one time, like I'm suffering really bad from postpartum depression. He was like, why you have nothing to be sad about. And it's like, in theory, yes, I know that I can look at my newborn and understand that this should be the happiest time in my life. And my other kids, I love them so much, but it has nothing to do with feeling love. It has to do with like a chemical imbalance right now. Like I just, I'm not feeling okay. And it's hard to try to express those things. Like you said, when people think like, oh gosh, we have to watch her because what if she, what if she's left alone in the bathroom too long? What's she doing in there? Or it's like, well, what do you have to be sad about? There's no, like, well, talk to me about it. Like what's going on. Tell me about it. What are you struggling with? And, um, I think, well, I think it's, I think it's also hard to like, um, notice the signs of that, right? When you don't talk about it or you don't see it or like it's not talked about at all in my family, like at all. And so like when I went through postpartum depressions, I had boys back to back. They are 13 months apart, literally to the day. Um, And I was struggling. I was struggling very hard. One was colicky, one didn't sleep. And I was just like, I was in the trenches and I went through it for a while. And then I finally came to my husband and I was like, it's to the point where like, we got to talk to, I need help. Like some, I have to get out of this funky feeling, like whatever this is, like I, I have to get out of it. And he was like, you seem fine to me. And I was like, that's the problem. Like I'm, I can put on the smile and that's you know, I'm, I'm, yeah, like I can take care of my kids and nothing is ever for me. Like my mental health is just for me. Like, it's just in my head, what I'm feeling. I'm never going to like lash out on you. I'm never going to, you're not going to see me like in a corner crying. Like it's not none of that for me. I'm like, I'll show up every day. I'll take care of my kids. I'll do the things that I need to do. But just like in my head, it's like this raging battle of like, like, you know, typical, yeah. Like typical anxiety type thoughts, right. More Mm -hmm. so anxiety for me, but, um, 
And so when you don't recognize that or you don't know how to act to it, you're just kind of like, I asked him, I was like, are you going to be upset with me if I need help? <laughs> like, is that like, am I, are you going to be like, oh my God, like I can't leave, leave my wife alone. And I, I was scared. I was like, it's not, it's not something that's talked about in my family. Yeah. I don't know how you're going to take it. And I don't know how it's going to be, you know, looked at or how I'm going to be judged, but like, I just know I need some help. And so, um, you know, we had to talk to our doctor and all of those things and, much better now, much better now, you know, and I don't take any medication for it anymore and things like that. So I don't want you to be like, Oh, you were medicated. Like, yeah, sometimes you need help. Sometimes you need help. I don't think there's um, anything wrong with that at all. Like, yeah, I think for me, it was like, I, I wanted to be able to like find out how to regulate it. And I think I'm still in that, right? Like, what is it for me that like, is it coloring? (laughs) Is it drinking coffee? Is it, this is this how I kind of calm it. And for me, it's reading. That's one of my biggest things is like, I can lose sight of everything going on in the world. Like I don't feel anxious. I don't feel depressed. I don't feel sad. I don't feel angry. I am like completely soaked into my book. Do you want to know something that I read actually though, recently this week that you read it happened one summer, right? No, it's just like a, like a statistic that I read Oh, uh, reading the way like that you read is a trauma response. <laughs> <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> no, I saw that. that and I was like, on... not, not the time, not the time. I'm not seeing it. Um, that is on childhood trauma, my friends. <laughs> so I love that you said like that your family doesn't talk about it because in my family, it was talked about, but it was talked about in the sense of like, there's something wrong with you. So my dad is bipolar and y'all, my dad is bipolar, like scary. Like we were talking to my niece and she was telling us like how she had these happy memories of this, like this one particular memory when I was pregnant with my oldest daughter and, um, my dad was an alcoholic and bipolar at the same time and did not take medicine when he probably, he really should have, but she was telling us, oh my gosh, he was so funny. Like I had like all these great memories of him. And we were like, because we shielded you. Like we, we, we would see when it was going bad. Like we could see when his happy mania was slipping into like scary mania. So whenever I would feel those moments in myself, um, my mom is depressed. Like she gets depressed super easy. My granny gets super depressed really easy, but they're all quick to be like, I need a Xanax. I need a Xanax. And so when I felt those things in my early twenties, I'm like, well, I just need to get on medicine. Right. And this is not to say like, you should not be on medicine. My fit, my 15 year old niece has to like medicine, give her her medicine. She has to be on it myself. When I was 22, I was like, I've got to figure this out. So when I went on them though, because that's all I knew was I felt like, I felt like a zombie. Like I felt like, I felt like even things that make me happy, not there, but I wasn't sad either. It was just like nothing limbo. Yeah. It was just, there was nothing there. And listen, if you, if you have to take medicine, I want you to keep taking that medicine because you deserve to be here. And sometimes, you know, that is what's keeping you here. For myself, I found that I really like to work out. So like today I finally got, I I told my husband, I feel myself slipping. And if you'll clean out the garage for me before you start this cycle break or the cycle, I promise I will go work out in it. And so we're day two into cycle. And, um, 
I, I went and worked out and y'all, I felt so good after I felt like, oh my God, I remember why I love doing this now. Yeah. It's the you endorphins, know? right? Yes, like I, my sister's so in school, in medical school and like, I'll run all of these like scenarios by her, right? She sends me, by the way, if you're, if you have a family member that you're close to that's in medical school, you're then you know, I get, <laughs> I get some of the most craziest freaking photos. I was like, I don't want to see like this liver, like right. outside of the body, like, thank you, but no. And she's like, it's so cool. Look at the blood vessel. And I was like, <laughs> I'm not zooming in on that thing, but it'll be cool because we'll talk about different things. You know, mm-hmm. like we are very vocal with our mental health to each other. Um, and my sister and I are very close. Like we've had, you know, your typical spouse had a sister does, but we're very close. Um, and so like, we'll go through these moments and she's like, you know, this helps with your anxiety. This helps with this. It's like, she's over here, like diagnosing me yeah. and all these things, but it's like, I don't think it's bad if you need to take medication. That's not no, what not I'm saying. All. If that's what it takes for you to feel better and do the things and that's for you. But for us, it was finding something that was more similar for us to kind of help. So my reading, it's a bit, it's big for me. Like I need to be able to sit in my books and lose myself in a books working out. I've worked out. My arm is dead, but, um, it releases though endorphins for you. And it like, for me, that's enough. Like for me, that will pull me out of a slump for me. That will like cause me to find like, Right. Whatever it is that or gives you my mood like boost. get I noticed when I get up in the morning and I get dressed and I do my hair and I put on a little bit of makeup, I feel mm-hmm. so much better about myself when my house is like picked up and it's productive. Like today I had a super productive day and I'm like on cloud nine. I got up, I got my husband's food ready for tomorrow for work. I got dinner ready. I made breakfast. My house is clean. I have one load of laundry. All my laundry in my house is done, put away, clean. I have one load. Um, you know what I mean? Things like that. And so I think society makes it seem like you have to have these huge wins, right? Like, oh, I tackled, like I tackled depression. I'm here to tell you that if you have depression, you're never probably going to tackle it. You're going to have to learn how to cope with it. And if that means that you have to give yourself one day of laying on the couch and watching a sad TV show, so you can get that cry out, you know, when you have that cry stuck right here and you're like, I've got to get this out. I, I remember so many times after having my babies, you know, and now this is more attributed to hormone, like going crazy, but I remember it would be about four days after having them, I would feel it. And I'm like, I told my husband one time, listen, I'm going to start crying and I'm okay. I want you to know I'm okay, but I have to, I have to cry right now. And it's like this, like gut cry. And and after that I was fine. But ever since I was about 14, I had these days where I just, I'm sad and I can't tell you. I think you have to, I wonder if it's like a woman thing really, because like I have those, I called Cody the other day and I was like, I don't know why, but I need to cry. Like, I don't yeah. know what it is, but I just need to let you know that I might start crying right now. Don't talk about baby. I will definitely cry. Like I was like, something's not, I'm, I just yeah. need a good cry. And I was like, I'm not like hurt or anything like that, but yeah. I can just feel like I look at the stoplight and my eyes water. And I was like, what yes. is happening? Um, it's just finding that coping mechanism. It's it, society has marked it so far to the left, so right? Taboo, Either you yeah. have it and you are a miserable person or you have it and you're on medication and there's no in between. There's right. like something's wrong with you. These aren't normal thoughts. Like you can't have, and not to say that they're normal thoughts, but like people <laughs> do struggle with these. Like people right. it's okay. Like 
it's okay. Like these things happen and you can talk about it with your yeah. doctor, with your friends. And I think that's an important part. Yeah, You um, have to surround yourself with people who understand. I went to the yeah. beach and I told Felicia, like, I have a copy post coming up for May because we're going to talk about uh, mental health in May. And y'all like my intrusive thoughts are they're crazy. Like literally I went to the beach and we're on the balcony and like, I was like shaking the the thing. Like, is this sturdy? Like I'm on the 10th floor ocean front. Like it's, it's held up to hurricanes, but what if my toddler, like, what if my baby just like bloop, falls down? Like that's not normal. Oh, that's funny to- that you say that though, because I say, I was thinking is, I think they get worse with motherhood. Yes, I, like exactly I said, I was I never, I never asked for help or anything until I was my third baby in. Yeah, I was like, I never felt like I needed anything until I was my third baby right. in. And I think it gets overwhelming, right? Because your hormones are a mess. And I have like, you know, problems as it is. And so I think it's very hard, whether it's your anxiety, my anxiety that goes through me thinking about my children and the things oh, that could happen, yeah. like, you know, like, and it's so bad. I was like, I don't know. My son broke his arm and I was like, oh my God, that's it. It's getting cut off. Like where she called me <laughs> and she's like sobbing. She's like, we're getting rid of the trampoline. We're never at She had just <laughs> bought a brand one, t- brand one, brand new one too. It was sitting in her garage. She's mm-hmm. like, we're taking it back. We're never having one again. It's still in the box in my garage. Cause I'm okay. still, I'm still scared. scared. And he's been on a trampoline since then, but it's like, I think they get worse because my thoughts are no longer for myself, but they're also encircling my children. So yeah. like now my anxiety has gone from living inside of me to like project. Not, I don't want to say projecting it on well, my children, walking, but now like, yeah, yeah I take their fears, right? Yeah. Like I take, okay, not only could I get run over by a car, but now all three of my children could get run yeah. over by a car. Yeah. You know, not only I know. could I get like, in a car accident, but now the school bus could like, get in a car ooh, accident. You literally know? when I'm driving down the road, I'll like think to myself, like, okay, what side do I want to get T-boned on? Like if they take my side, I'll be probably out, but KB sits behind me. But also like if they hit on the other side, that's more of my kids. So he's in a pretty good car seat and I'm older. So just hit me on this. Like that. Yeah. I know they're not normal thoughts, but they are like motherhood puts a whole nother perspective into yeah. your head where it's like, you're just watching your surroundings nonstop. And unfortunately it's never like best case scenario. Like I don't oh, know ever. It's always just like, terrible I tell my kids because you know like the the rule of thumb is like you want your child to listen when you tell them to do something right Mm -hmm. and a lot of the times when my kids don't I tell them (laughs) my my friends like should say that but I was like if it's a car it would have hit you if it's a snake it would have bit you and that's Mm -hmm. what I tell my kids all the time and I was like that's why it's important for you to listen to me when I tell you because you never know what it is right and he's like you shouldn't really scare them with like death all the time and I was like but that's (laughs) like the reality of things right like if you walk out into a street you could get hit by a car and like I'm telling you not to walk out into the street for that reason but that's where my brain is most of the time like it's on these and my mom she does the same thing she's no help I'm like you know if my kids are outside they have a pool in their backyard I was like somebody has to be outside like they can't walk around like what if it's just one slip and they're in and I'm not I'm not a great swimmer like I'm gonna drown and we're gonna all drown and that's it everybody's gonna be floating in the backyard (laughs) like that's how it happens and so I think it's if you don't learn to navigate it or you're new to it, like you say, you didn't go through it in your twenties. Right. But you started going through postpartum depression and postpartum anxiety. It's a lot scarier because I, I've never had these thoughts. I've never yeah. had these feelings. I've never had these emotions. And not only am I a new parent, I'm a seasoned parent, but it's like, I still have these thoughts about like all, all over. Right. My kids are in school and I can't help but think like, 
what if this happens? What if I put popcorn on his lunch and he chokes to death and I'm not there to save him? What if he has an asthma attack at school and I, he doesn't have his inhaler? And what if she, you know, like, I, I don't spir- know. The spirals, <laughs> like, the spirals so quick. So yeah. Like, and so if you're not yeah. taught, it's not talked about, nor is it taught. Like mm-hmm. how, how do I deal with this? How do I not think my child's bus is going to flip over when it turns the corner? <laughs> like, well, yeah. And then you're, sometimes you're kind of like met with realities So like, it's easy to talk yourself down most of the time when you're in like a spiral. Right. But then sometimes things happen and you're like, see, this is why I am the way you are. I am because like my son got left on the bus on a seven degree day in Colorado. And like, I was like, this, this, he's gone. Like he's, this is, this is why. And my, I'm on the phone with my husband and he is like, calm down. I was like, you don't get to tell me to calm down right now. Like my kid is gone, but yeah, there's just this gray zone that we all linger in where it's like, I don't know. Sometimes it feels like people sometimes say that they have like this, like some type of mental health illness to fit in. I feel like that's what's going it seems like going on right now in our culture where it's like, oh, well, I struggle with this and and that. And it's like, but, but do you, because if, if you do, then I want to be an ally for you. But if you don't, like, I, I hope that you wouldn't just say it to have attention because it's being so minimalized now and normalized in our culture that there's people who are really struggling with it. I'm 30, I'll be 34 in June and I am lucky to have gotten a grip on it, but I have been struggling since I was 14. Like there would be days where I wake, like would wake up and I was just sad and I wouldn't know how to explain or know why I was sad. I just know I was literally just like, I wouldn't come out of my room. I would cry all day in there. I wouldn't let people in. My mom would be like, are you okay? What's going on? And I will never forget my mom trying to be so supportive and my stepdad being like, what are you upset about? There's nothing to be upset about. Get out of your room or stop. Like almost like I was like putting on this charade for attention. And then, and I think that's what hurt more, even more because it's like, I don't know. And I'm telling you from a, like a true place in my heart that I don't know what's wrong, but something is bought, like something yeah. is wrong with me. And I'm just trying to navigate it in my own safe space. And so if you need that, if you need to seclude, I mean, if you're a mom, it's a little bit harder, but for me, like when I'm having hard days like those, like if you have to put your phone on, do not disturb, like let your friends know, like, Hey, listen, I'm taking a, I'm taking a mental health day. I let them know you're okay, (laughs) but like, I'm okay, but put it on, do not disturb. Like you don't have to have constant connection to everybody all the time. If you need that, I think a lot of times from motherhood, it stems from being burnt out. I know when I am burnt out, the next step is that I'm, I'm going to get depressed. Like it's coming. And so if you notice like, okay, I'm, I'm feeling a little burnt out, then like, see what you can take off your plate. Does this laundry have to get done right now? No. Well, I'll be okay. If it sits here today, tomorrow. Yeah, I'll be fine. You know, learn. I, I, my son had an IEP meeting and they took, they were talking about, well, he might need to chunk his work. I was like, what the hell are you talking about? What is chunking? And she was like, well, your son has an emotional, social developmental delay. If I give him 20 problems that his classmates can do, but that 20 problems is emotionally, like he cannot digest 20 problems. Then we're going to start with five. So take the same thing for yourself. Like if, if this, if your to-do list is like, oh no, 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 no. I'm going to spiral. I'm going to go into like (laughs) an anxiety, like war in my head, like pick three things and then see how you're feeling in the afternoon. If you still feel like shit, sit on the couch, grab a glass of wine, make a snack and just chill. And I don't think that 
society says that enough. I think we're told, oh, you need medicine. Oh, you need to go to therapy, which great. I love therapy. I love going to therapy, but mental health is not a one size fits all. It's, it's individual. Everybody's mental health is different and everybody has to be treated differently for them. And so you have to figure out what helps you feel better. If medicine doesn't help you feel better, then you have to figure out what the next thing is, because it's not my job to make sure Felicia is like, Excuse me. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. It's literally your job. (laughs) It's not my job to make sure that you're figuring out what works best for your mental health. Like I can't do that for you. You have to be able to do that for yourself. So, but like at the same time, like I can walk beside you. I can, I can encourage you. I can be like, look at this. I saw this book at Barnes and Nobles. Like you should check it out or whatever. I said, when I get in trouble for spending, it's because she said, look at this. She sent me the new, it ends with us book, like the pretty cover. And I was like, why is that like, Like, (laughs) even over spring break, like I sent her five bucks, like, Hey, go get a coffee. Like, I know this is what you like to do. So go like, go do that. Yeah. You can be that supportive person for your friends, but you can't. I don't think you can enable somebody to stay in a dark place, be the person that's helping pull them out or no friends. Like I'm struggling, like, please help me. But there's nothing wrong with that. Well, I think on both, both of those aspects is for one, you know how you said like, um, people claim to have it and they don't really have it, but I think it's because it was never talked about. You think you have one sad day and you're like, I'm depressed. I have depression. That's it. I'm sad when that's not what it is. Or you have two sad days or you have a hard month, right? Like we Mm -hmm. all go through that. That doesn't necessarily you have depression compared to somebody who's like, I'm fine, but I just, I'm sad. Like, I don't, I don't understand what's going on. And then on the same, the same other end of the spectrum is that I think we, when you say depression, you think black hole, you think this person's sitting there crying all the time. Like you said, right. They're locked in the room and they're not coming out, but it's not like that. It was Cody and I adult. Yeah. It's not, I mean, not even as, you know, some kids will go through it and they'll be like, Oh, I thought they were fine. That's the, that's the, that's the excuse that we use in society that they looked fine. They Mm -hmm. thought they were fine. I didn't see them struggle. They were happy. They played, they showed up, they did this, they did that as the freaking highlight reel that you guys are seeing. That's why. And I think that's the problem is because you're kind of like, you're stuck like in this little like track, right? Well, I had one sad day, I'm depressed. Okay. And if you're not, and you're actually depressed, well, I don't have my life. My life's not as hard as that person. I shouldn't be this way. Like I, yeah. yeah, Like I don't have depression as bad as them. I shouldn't feel this way. I should, I have a newborn baby. Like I should be so happy. And you discredit yourself, right? Like not that you want to credit yourself to having depression, but also it's like, you have to acknowledge that I'm having these feelings and I'm feeling this way. Um, and these things are happening in order for you to get help. Right. Um, And so it's kind of like you're stuck in this like never ending cycle or you do better. You have it and you're doing better. And you're like, the thing that comes to my mind when I think of like my depression or anxiety is that TikTok audio that says, no, please, no, not today. Like not again, not this again. You know what I'm I'm talking about? No, but I'm sure you'll find it and send it to me. I'll send it to you. It's like, it's like she's really sad and she's like, don't judge me. (laughs) I picked up on that. Um. It's really sad. Like they'll, you know, maybe it's like a friend moving or something like that is like the trend that TikTok uses. But um, like this one girl said, like, I think she had a baby and that's what kind of put it into perspective for me. And she was like, feeling yourself like slipping back into postpartum depression when you fought so hard to get out of it. And she yeah. was like, no, please, like, please not this again. And I'm sure if you oh, watch yeah. TikTok, like a lot of you may have seen it. And I was like, that's such a good sound because like, 
Nobody wants to be there. Right. It's a stigma because it's like, oh, you want this. You want, I don't want to feel anxious. I don't think you guys realize how fast my heart races when my yeah. anxiety goes. Like my, or like how silly you feel in the moment too. Cause it's like, I know this is so far fetched, but like mm-hmm. at the same time, it's like, I can't, I can't help it. Like, this is how my brain is. And then add on top of it. It's like, as a military spouse, I think sometimes you live in hiding of it because one, you want to like appear like you have it all together for your spouse. And then like, you don't know who you can trust. Like, I know I can yeah. tell you, right. I know I can tell you, like, I'm struggling. Like, I, I, I yeah. don't know how I'm going to pull myself out of here, but then also like, if you like spare yourself to maybe a close friend, you don't know, you, you can only hope, right. That they're not going to use that against you. But like, Felicia is my only military spouse friend that I would tell, like, I'm not doing okay because you just don't know people. So you don't know if people are going to be caring yeah. or if you're going to have the MPs on your door and they're going to be like, <laughs> so-and-so from down the street. So, knock, knock. you know, and yeah. it's, it's isolating, especially to have something like that, because it's, it's like, I want to appear strong. And I also don't want anybody to see me as weak and vulnerable and like, like a flight risk, I guess, like for your kids, for your spouse and all that. And especially in our community, it's like, it's really, it's really easy to hide behind the mask and just be like, I'm fine. I'll be okay. And, and I get that because I've been there too. So that's why it's so important to be able to find something that works. Like if you feel yourself slipping, if you need to go to the gym, if you need to read, if you need a craft, if you need medicine, if you need therapy, therapy is 100% covered by TRICARE no referral yep. needed. Like you can go get there. You can go to Tricare. It yep. doesn't matter. You can go through the military or you can even go like off post. I've always gone off post, always covered 100%. And I get a ton of sessions, but I'm telling you, if you're struggling, you do not have to struggle alone. Find a family member, find that close mill. So friend to you. Yeah. I was just going to say that. I was just going to say that you have to find somebody that you can talk to because yeah. I'm, I was raised to be independent. Right. right. Like you don't need nobody. You don't need nothing. You and you alone. Not saying like my parents. It's kind of hard to explain when you say that metaphor. But like my dad always wanted me to know, like you didn't need like you can do anything you put your mind to, yeah. what you put your heart to. Right. So sure. like I was raised to be independent. So when you talk about it, you're like, I don't want to seem weak. I don't want to reach out to these people and be like, hey, I'm having a hard time. But I think right. it's so important to talk about your feelings, because honestly, it's hard if you if you're not locked in the room crying, it's really hard to see that you're struggling when you keep it to yourself. It's really hard. I know Cody, Cody knows me. So when Cody pulls back or I pull back, we're like, Hey, what's Mm -hmm. going on? Like, knock, knock, knock. That's where we were on Monday. I was like, excuse me. You've left me on bed too many times. What's the Your best friend is here. And I think you need a person, whether that's your sister, whether that's your mom, whether that's your spouse, whether, whatever it is, right? Like our spouses are so busy. So it's easy for me to like lean into Cody and be like, I'm having a hard day. Like I called her and I was like, she, I wasn't texting her back just because like, sometimes I just zoned out and she was like, what's going on? And I was like, I I need a cry. I don't know. And she was like, okay, well get in the bath, cry and call me later. I was like, okay. She's like, but don't ignore me no more. And so I think you have to have those people in your corner. Like the ones who are not going to judge you, but the ones right. who are going to be like, I got you. I got you. Right. And I think it's important to know that it's okay. It's okay to struggle with your mental health. It's yeah. okay. A lot of people do it. It's 
okay to talk about it. It makes me sad. It makes me sad because like I know how I, I don't cry. It's isolating. It's so it is. isolating. I think especially it, when you're new somewhere, you don't know many people. And then it's like yeah. that's an easy time for it to creep in. That's an easy time. Well, for are it the to, hardships of life, right? Like yeah. Cody and I have talked, and I think that's why we've had it's why I really wanted to talk about mental health this month is because Cody and I have had a hard, a hard, probably four months. Like it's been really hard for us. And we are all about positivity and like not dragging people down. Right. Like if you move to <laughs> Jackson or Benning or something like that, your house is going to go to shit. Like ours it's has not. absolutely not. We're not, we're not here to say that, but to say that we haven't had a hard time is not a lie either. Right. And so when you're like, have all of the struggles of life and then your mental health, it gets, it gets overwhelming and you need somebody in your corner to be like, Hey, it's okay. Talk to me. What's going on? Like, I need you here. It's important for you to be here. And I don't think we hear that enough. Not even if you're struggling with your mental health, my spouse needs to hear that. Yeah. You're important. It's important for me to have you here. Like we want you here. I need you here. You know, Cody, I need her here. She can't leave me. Like she (laughs) might've left me over there, but like, I need her on this planet. Right. For me, like she, I need her. And, you know, there's other people in my life. Like you just need to bring me around here. No, how, no matter how strong you are. Right. Like, I don't like to show my emotions. I don't like it. I don't keep it all in. You know, that's how I was just keep it tucked down in and don't show no weakness. But there's some times that I'm just like, you can't, you you have to lean on somebody because this life is hard as it is. And so we wanted to come on and we just wanted to tell you that we need you. We think you're important, you know, welcome to coffee. We'll be your new mental health besties. We're still <laughs> winging it. We're still, you know, right. moving through At least it, for the like... month of May. We're not perfect at it, but listen, <laughs> after you listen to this podcast, do us a favor, go into your phone and pick like three or four of your closest friends and just send them like, I love you. Like that's yeah. it. Because sometimes you never know, even if they're your closest friends, you have no idea what is going on inside of their head. And if this podcast is any truth to that, it's just, you don't know what somebody's battling with because so often we put on that brave face of motherhood. We put on the brave face of being a military spouse. We put on the brave face of just being just existing in 2023. Okay. You got to really put on the armor of God, the full armor of God to be out here in these streets. Okay. So listen, text your friend to say, I love you. Or I was thinking of you something like that. You don't even know how much it can make somebody feel, or it will spark a conversation that you may not even know you needed. So many times I'll just text a friend, like, I was just thinking of you. And it spirals into like, Oh my gosh, like, what have you been up to? Tell me about Mm -hmm. the kids and stuff like that. Life gets so busy. And it's so easy to feel isolated. And, you know, we're always telling you, like, you got to keep those connections. You got to make the connections. And that's another yeah. huge thing. So I'm going to say summer, on that note, though, when you text them, like if you do get those conversations, right, because sometimes you're going to get a conversation that says, I'm not OK, I'm not yes. OK. And you have to. I think it's very important that you have to be open. You might not yeah. understand how to navigate it when Cody's going through the ringer. I I know how mine works. I don't know how hers works. Like, I don't know, like, what exact thoughts are going through your head. I only know what I go through. And yeah. so I'm like, what do you need? How can I help you? Yeah. Is it and that's sometimes all can you I call you? Yeah. yeah. It's like you have you to be have open. To not like the problem. It's not fixing it, but you're not also scared of it. Like, don't yeah. be like, oh my God, don't, don't. Like, oh, you should well, get some help. You should call somebody else. Call text me your next husband. Week when yeah. you feel better. <laughs> right? Like, no. let me get the MPs on your door. Don't do that no. because that, no. that puts us right back into the circle where we're like, I, yeah, I think the I best way to re- approach that would just be like, do you want to talk? Like, if mm-hmm. they say, like, I'm not doing good, 
don't like grill them. Cause I know sometimes it's so exhausting. You don't, yeah. you don't want to, you don't want to interrogation. Do you want to talk like, no, not right now. I'm telling you right now, if you give the invitation, even if they don't take it right away, when they are ready to talk, they'll be like, okay, listen. So I was firing, mm-hmm. but this is going on. But if you meet them with a judgment, you are closing that chapter forever. I'm telling you right now, yep. so many times, because nobody who has mental health wants to feel like a burden. Like that's yeah. not the reason why we don't talk about it. I don't want mm-hmm. you to sympathize with me and treat me differently. I want, I want, I think to- that's the big thing right yeah. there. I don't want you to treat me differently. Yeah. I don't want you to look at me like I'm some failure or some mistake. Like, Oh, yeah. you have anxiety and depression. Or like, you're not a good oh, mom to your kid. Yeah. Or like, like I got to keep her kind of far away because like, what if yeah. I upset her? What if she spirals? No, yeah. like I'm, a, I'm fine. But sometimes you just want to unload what you're going through. So. <laughs> you know that, you know, that audio that's like, um, I don't need a therapist. I got my bestie. And exactly. it's like, you and your bestie need therapy. <laughs> and I think, I think that's true. That's what we're going to end this episode on is you and your bestie need therapy, go together, you know, find a friend, right. go. It's, we're going to put the resources. As a matter of fact, I was thinking about that the other yeah. day is we're going to put the resources on our website and we will share them um, sometime on coffee that yeah. you can get therapy because I've seen the questions on it. Um, your spouse can go to therapy if they need it. They're allowed to go I to therapy. therapy. Um, <laughs> we, we I love are it. Therapists. <laughs> hey, um, she's my therapist and I will find one here. I'm telling you right now, it is one of the best things you can do for yourself. Sometimes mm-hmm. you sit there thinking like, like, I don't know what to talk about. And then you're like, oh, wow, my time's already up. And then I don't know. I just, I always felt so good after I left therapy. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, I mean, I, I unpacked some heavy shit in therapy, but even when it was times just like talking about motherhood or whatever, like, please. Yeah. If it's Sometimes like, it's nice to have like an outside opinion too, yes, right? Like yes. not my mom telling me or Cody knows me and Bias, my family yeah. and everything else, you know, yeah. like she's on my side, whatever happens, yeah. she's on my side. And sometimes you need that, but sometimes you need to be like, Hey, what are you doing? <laughs> Stop <it> that. <laughs> Don't do that. Um, which Cody does that too. But like, I need somebody else to tell me, okay, she's mean. <laughs> no, I totally get it. You do definitely need that person. That's like, you know, that doesn't know you doesn't know what you like. Yeah. That just doesn't know you that an outside voice that says like, you're kind of wrong on this one, or, Hey, you're right on this one, but y'all, this is your reminder. Go text your friend and go look for some therapy. Are you local to Colorado Springs and looking for a photographer? Well, I have the best one for you. Hands down. Elizabeth with whiskey shots was my favorite session ever. And I've taken a lot of them. Not only is she so sweet and passionate about her work, but she was the biggest boost of confidence that we needed during our photos. She captioned our vision perfectly and knew all the local spots downtown. So if you're looking for a photographer, head over to her Instagram, her Facebook, or whiskeyshotsphotography.com. Well, that was our confession for this week. Don't forget to subscribe and follow us on social media to catch the latest. Hashtag spill the coffee.